Welcome to episode 185 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man that said Paul Sterling modelled his diet on Mick. Let me introduce you <laughs> to the rest of the team. Next up is the podcast answer to if you've got if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Welcome, David, who by sounds of it isn't here again. So we'll have it out him. Uh, we'll push next, on, Mick. Uh, next up is the resident is the podcast resident RSL rules guru. Welcome, Alex. Hello, everyone. Um, I just want to say that it's been two days in a row where I live. The sun has been out, and there's been a two in the first number of a degree Celsius. Insane. Dual digit number two, by the way. So two digits, first number was a two. I am unbelievably happy. So this is going to be a very joyous episode from me. And lastly, is the podcast resident cunning running champion. Welcome, Roscoe. Uh, Hello, Mick. Good to be here. So so happy to be here amongst friends. Welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight chip production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. Now, before we move on to any of that, speaking of what you were speaking about, Alex, you know that we haven't had many hot days when after our game of experience yep. today, myself and one of my teammates were in the oh, shower Jesus. going, fuck, fuck, it was actually hot out there today, wasn't it? It was like 20. Yeah, months. yeah. And we're like sitting around, and then you get back to the club and all the bikes in the 50s are like, geez, it was hot today, wasn't it? It's like, fucking wait till it's 35 and we're all fucking dead. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, people were <laughs> complaining after our game. They're like, oh, geez. <laughs> it was like cloudy most of yesterday, but the sun come out at some point in time. But I was like, oh. I love this stuff. Hotter the better. Give me 40 degrees. That's way better than just drowning in rain every weekend, that's for sure. All righty. So we're going to kick off with a bit of Australian news before we jump into some World Cup. We're going to talk about some other news around the traps. So we're going to kick off with something that just came across my desk on Friday, I think this was. Um, so... Former Australian bowler Zoe Goss is set to be honoured with a statue at the Wacker. So Wacker's having a big uh, ground redevelopment. There's plans to have three statues, and Zoe is planned to be one of those. Um, but not everyone was happy about that. And West Australian Cricket Association, that's the Wacker for all you playing at home. Um, so, yeah, so they got a $100 million ground development, which is where these statues will be a part of it. So the three statues are going to be fast bowler. Unsurprisingly, Dennis Lilly will get a statue. So I'm surprised he doesn't already have one. They must be giving it a fucking facelift. Um, so then they're also planning to do something around something to represent the First Nations players who were part of the um, original Invincibles team that went over and toured before there was the real Invincibles and all that type of stuff. Um, and then the third statue is going to be Zoe Goss. Um, so former Test cricketers, Graham Wood and Mike Valletta, supported the statue of Lily, but were so upset by the plans to include Goss and the First Nation statue that they resigned from the Wacker board earlier this year. Jesus. Not a good look, fellas, is all I'm going to say to that. Like, Oh. Um, wow. <laughs> what? So, okay, you, you object, like, um, ideologically objected to it, right? Yeah. But, like, surely it's, like, they were board members, right? Yes. Like, is it a money thing or is it, like, an well, ideological part thing? Of it, part of it, so the quote from Mr. Graham Wood was, right up yeah. front, I was vehemently against it. <laughs> Why? But he was also the Wacker chairman who got recently ousted. 
And this decision has been made by who's replaced him, who happens to be Christina Matthews, who is uh-huh. a female chairwoman or whacker boss, whatever yeah. you call her, a chief executive. Um, now, I'm not like female or not, the Zoe Goss thing. Like, I think there's a lot in from terms of like maybe not necessarily statistically, but statistically, she stacks up as well. Mm. Um, but just the coverage that she gave women's cricket from that. Brian Lara dismissal yeah. is worth like arguably tens, hundreds of millions of dollars of advertising dollars because people still talk about that to this day. Like it's a part of cricket folklore and trivia. And the fact too that Brian Lara took it on the chin and didn't carry on like a pork chop about it and has since gone on and said, yeah, no, nah, she got me. It's a good boy, rah, rah. Like um, whilst she might not be Belinda Clark or one of these other like just absolute standout. Uh, once in a generation type players, she still has her place in the game and she still has her place um, in like history. And that's the thing, like perfect example. I'll let you guys talk in a second, but a perfect example is at Collingwood at our, at the home base of the training base at Collingwood. There's two statues at the home base at Collingwood. One is Bob Rose, who arguably until Nathan Buckley and Scott Penderbury was the greatest Collingwood player ever. Everyone, everyone who's ever seen Collingwood games says he's the benchmark. He was the greatest player we've ever had. There's a statue of Bob Rose at Collingwood. The other statue at Collingwood is Blue Richards, who was a good player, played in the flag. From memory, was a captain, all this stuff, but was never like one of the greatest players to ever pull on footy boots. But his contribution to the game and to the football club warranted him having a statue. So Collingwood built a statue of him. And I think that Zoe Goss is a little bit more in that category, necessarily the greatest player ever category, but that doesn't mean that it's unwarranted. But yeah, so thoughts. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I thought the wacker was um, getting pulled down, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so this was news to me. I thought, really bucks. Did the they make a around is news. Yeah. yeah, I thought are they making a mistake? I thought maybe they mean Perth Stadium. They're going to put a, a statue at Perth Stadium. It's it's interesting. It's a good point, Mick. The statues go up not just of um, greatest players of all time, but of um, almost. Random, not not random. Random is a bit harsh, but um, of other things, notable, notable yeah. things that happen. Yeah, yeah, yes. So I don't have a problem with it, but I can see they sort of have a point. Like if there's just Dennis Lilly, there's a number of really great yeah. Test cricketers come out of WA, and yes, they would all mostly be male, but um, you could feel a little bit hard done by if you are a great Test cricketer from WA and you're not getting a statue. Yeah, yeah. And that's fair enough as well, I think. Yeah. Like, someone like Rob Marsh, who's recently passed away and all that type yeah. of stuff. like so. Justin Langer, even. Heaven forbid. No. Um, still a, a Marsh family. Joe Angel, like. Brennan Julian, you know, some of these blokes. <laughs> they could have Jeff and then they could Joe have George and Mitchell on the tractor in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Just exactly. With the current uh, boys. I do, I do want to say that... Um, you know, WA is a big place. There's lots of square mileage. It doesn't mean this is going to be the last statue, statue that's ever done. Ever. And uh, ever t- that's true. You know it's what I mean? Initial that's building of statues. I do find it? that quite funny when, you know, look, these people have, like, the two um, board members have had an absolute fucking sook. <laughs> like, come on, mate. Like, what's yeah, it, like, how insecure do you need to be that, like, Zoe got, Zoe got us, like, with, without the, you know, just that one ball. Well, that one ball is enough, I think. Yeah. As you said, Mick, it's enough. There's this, you know, years of cricket un, 
unreported on, you know, the stats will be there, but unreported on cricket that Zoe Goss has done and everything around it, as well as, you know, inspiring young um, girls and women to play um, and also mentoring young girls and women, because I know a lot of the current side have connections with Zoe Goss and stuff like that. So I I think it's warranted, but it's just, you have a big sook, but you know, the ground's not like it, you know, That's they're not shutting point. it down to which we all thought they're shutting it down for apartments. Yeah. They're not apparently it's <laughs> they're pulling it down. So, so, can style apartments going up in Wacker. Yeah, unless there's three absolute <laughs> you know juggernauts of statues yeah, that will yeah. just encompass yeah. the entire yeah. city. Like, like Marvel yeah. Stadium in Melbourne is just surrounded by office blocks and apartments. Yeah, yeah. and like Campbell's soup cans or whatever they were doing back in the day. <laughs> Heinz cans, yeah. yeah. Um, look, it's, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be the last statue that's yeah. going to be in Australia. I, so get I over. think you make a good point too, because that might, this is the initial three statues, yeah. and they might be adding a statue every three years. Well, yeah, the G, the G's yeah. got about two dozen around. Yeah, and they'll, they'll yeah. keep doing it. And they didn't I build them all. Doing it forever. No. Yeah, and Warnie's hope... is still the worst one. <laughs> I was just going to say, Nick, I hope <laughs> they don't get Warnie sculpted to two. Zoe Goss might not want a statue either. Like she might be vehemently opposed to it as well. But, but, it's um, a, it's so a... to put it into a bit of perspective for everyone playing home, Zoe Goss debuted for Australia in nineteen eighty seven and would Did retire really... and would retire in two thousand, which means she played thirteen years of international. That's cricket. like Steve War esque. Yeah. So Stop. in that yeah. time, she played 12 tests and uh, 65 ODIs, which the way women's cricket back then pretty much would have been every single one yep. in that yep. period. Oh, um, she would have missed many. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. test cricket, she made uh, almost 300 runs, a top score of 48. Uh, one day cricket, she made 1,000 runs, top score of 96, not out, bit stiff there. She averaged almost 30 in one day cricket, which is pretty impressive, and she made 750s. Uh, and she's an all-rounder too, so she's a bowler as well. Test cricket, she took 20 wickets one day. She took 64 wickets. Averages at uh, 19 in one-day cricket, which is pretty good. Economy just under three and over. So at your best figures of four for 10. So she's um like, yeah, well, people might look at those stats and go, oh, rah, rah. But you got to think of the time of cricket when she was playing. It's got, it's got, you got to look at it from a relative point of view. And then I imagine if you stack that up against a few women also doing her role through that era, she would stack up very favorably amongst all of them as well. So I think this like crazy, like I'm getting off the board because of the statue is a fucking insane oversight. It does need to be noted too. The Greenwood was the chairman of the Wacker 10 years ago when he got replaced by Christina Matthews. And basically from, and you think of the success of WA cricket in the last 10 years in terms of the Scorchers that won a shield. There's a lot of stuff going on. So Christina Matthews has been kicking a lot of goals. Uh, and old Graham, he's probably just not very fucking happy about it. Yeah. Him, I guess as well. Bit of political sookiness. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's, it's just part of a $64 million redevelopment project, Nick. Well, 100 million was what I read. Fucking 100 hell. million. Oh. Fucking, somewhere in between. Somewhere there's 36 million gone missing somewhere. Fucking hell. <laughs> that was for the three behemoth statues that take <laughs> up the entire circumference of the ground. To be transformed into a 10,000 seat capacity boutique cricket venue. Yeah. What I wonder is what, what are you going to use it for? Like, isn't yeah. every game, international game, going to be at, um, and every Scorchers game is going to be at Perth Stadium? Yes. But maybe it is going to be like the home of women's cricket in WA or something. Like, well, you know, you know what I mean? Like, maybe yes. there's yes, 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 more yes. to this than just it's going to be a cricket ground. Like, 
It could yeah. be like the junk or something where maybe eventually like Shield Games will all be there and Marsh Cup will be there and obviously yeah, well, only be internationals the... and stuff. That's and it might be point. the home of all the training base and all that type of thing. As yeah, well. they're saying that they're going to turn into um, like Melbourne's Junction Oval. Yeah. Uh-huh. All that. But what do they need 10,000 seats for? Because when was the last time they got 10,000 people to a Shield Game? However, Mick, you have a good point there. It could become the home of... Um, well, what they're doing, they're going to redo the playing surface uh, again because they so can play uh, AFL on it. Ah. Yeah. Oh. So years ago, they took out the yeah, so goals get, zone and yeah, they straightened it. Waffle and games, it you'll get maybe AFLW because yeah. there's, there's two yeah, teams yeah. there now because there's a full complement yeah. now. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the two current stands, the Inverarity and Prindival stands, will be demolished to make way for a new central pavilion at the northern entrance that will also house a modernised Wacker Museum, Community Health Club, Sports Medicine Rehab Centre and a cafe. I think they're just uh, knocking that down because it's got Inverarity's name on it. Yeah. <laughs> they always add a community health club. In every stadium in Australia, at least, community health checklist. If you want to get the funding from the state, and I don't reckon it's show that you're putting back into the surrounding community. It's It's open from twelve. It's open from twelve pm to two pm Tuesday to Thursdays. That's it. That's for the community. All the other hours, it's locked off for used by professional athletes. Okay. So when I was living in Melbourne, I used to get the train into Melbourne and then the train back out to um, oh, you catch the uh, Princess train. Park to <laughs> their community health uh, <laughs> centre. So I used to train just in, you know, you know what was formerly Optus Stadium. I used to go on the train there. And then I used to get the train back into Melbourne and then the train back out to work. So that's what I used to do. It was worth that $5 Met card to get your blood tested. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross used to go out, yeah, he used to go out to the hangar. Yeah. yeah, to Telemarine, their community <laughs> health club out there. The, the most, most exciting thing about the proposal is that it's going to have an aquatic centre and a, sl- a spiral slide into the pool. <laughs> I'm moving. I'm moving. I know I've already got my life membership, but I don't care. I'm moving to WA. Just just beyond the boundary edge on uh, one of the sides of the ground. Is that where that weird concrete bit used to be in the hill? That's where they put the slide? I assume so. Yeah. Isn't it like that at Whit Noble? Didn't they build all Arden Street? They built like the building right on the edge of the ground. Uh, pretty much. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Both of them. Yeah. I think at Arden Street, the train line used to come almost over the top of the ground anyway. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, football yeah. podcast now. Before we mm. before we move on from this whole statue thing, I got one point I'll make, and this is and Zoe Goss kind of falls into this for me a little bit. As much as what people want to say about him, Jim Steins has a statue at the MCG. Was far from one of the greatest footballers ever. I know he played all these consecutive games. Yeah. Won a Brownlow when they give him Brownlow yeah. to be good players. player. Good player. Not fucking yeah. wine got one, but Jim Steins. Mm efforts in the rest of the community makes him a bigger than just yeah. the footballer he was. And I think that's a good example of you don't have to just be great at what you do to get a statue. Yep. yep. For sure. I agree. All righty. We'll move on from that. We'll touch on a little bit of um, international news. Um, so this is um, in relation to Imran Khan, the former Pakistani quick and prime minister and Pakistani skipper as well, um, who was recently shot in the shin when yep. his anti-government protest convoy came under attack in the east of Pakistan in what his aides say was a clear assassination attempt by his rivals. 
So, uh, Mr. Khan was six days into a protest procession bound for Islamabad, standing and waving to thousands of cheering supporters, hanging from the rafters they were, from the roof of a container truck, and when the shots rang out. Several in his convoy were wounded in the attack, nearly 200 kilometres from the capital. Uh, Information Minister Miriam Uranzib said a suspect has been arrested. Since that arrest, the suspect has been signed by the Renegades because they clearly do not have a radar. It will be part of their bowling attack. <laughs> so many Portes jokes here just waiting to happen. My favourite, though, is the picture of him and Khan. He's lying down on a bed with a pillow under his head. He's got his hands like this. I can just picture him saying, I may never walk again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, Apparently, this this shot in the leg hurts as much as gout. So my heart goes out to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it one Uh, of those ones, is it like when you drop a catch? Like, it hurts more because it it hit where it wasn't. (laughs) Like, that ain't hurt if you catch him, boys. Like, if it catches you right in the chest, it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, yeah. If it just launched (laughs) in his shit instead of deflecting, it would have been like, oh, what even hit me? Let's go. Islamabad, let's go. Next stop on this train, whistle stop (laughs) tonight. This is the back of a flatbed truck tour, sorry. So uh, I might correct you, actually, Mick, and I hope I am correcting, and our uh, listeners can correct me if I'm incorrect, which is a great way of saying, I think it's Premier of Pakistan, not Prime Minister. Well, the um, article I copied off the internet says former Pakistan Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, well, that no. was incorrect. I'm sorry to say, I'm wrong, and so is the internet, or you're <laughs> correct, Alex. I'm just not the other. The ABC. You rely on the internet for a lot of your facts. You'd be hoping the internet's right if I was not you. the internet. One website, Nick. <laughs> just one website. I'm looking here at the ABC yep. website, which is the link you sent us for this story, yep. Alex. And the headline is former Pakistan Prime Minister. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I will accept uh, being incorrect in this one statement once. It's the first time it's ever happened to me. So it's it's so like, yeah. Yeah. You know, first time for everything. Um, I, I do wish um, Imran Khan all the best. Um, yes. uh, yeah, it's yeah, very interesting state of affairs. I don't know too much about Pakistani um, politics and how it all works and stuff like that, but he did get ousted in a – it was like a semi-coup sort of thing, mm, was it? I think, about two think or three years ago. He's, he's got a good chance of getting back in, I believe, because um, apparently his campaign slogan is make Pakistan great again. So, oh, okay. He's, he's going to fight like a tiger to get That's back it. in as well. I think so. <laughs> I played international cricket for 17 years. He's going to yawk him out of office. Okay. Bit of re- reverse swing. <laughs> you just turn, turn the ball around. Yeah. It turns that way. <laughs> we could go over his stats for his career at this point in time. It would probably be a really good additional thing, but no, yeah. more jokes. Uh, well, initial scans yeah. showed He played some tests, he played some one days, and he took <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the greats of the game. Yeah. Not going to look into it too much, Mick, you know. Yeah. Initial no, scans we don't need to talk <laughs> and x-rays showed bullet fragments in Khan's leg. So That's what you'd expect when a baby got shot in the shin, I guess. That's yeah. <laughs> I did see some it's, – it's a funny thing because around about the time of this podcast, there's been a bit of Twitter, you know, upheaval. There's been a 
bloodless coup in Twitter takeover. But I have seen surprisingly like a lot of videos of the this footage happening on my Twitter feed. Like I'll scroll through and it'll be someone I follow on Twitter, cricket related, and it'll be a, a Pakistani Twitter person yeah. showing the footage of the person shooting from five different angles. And there no, is, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen it, and it's like, yeah, stop seeing it. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's like a guy shooting, you know, the guy, the hero that tackled him or whatever, yeah. and like, you know, there's various other people getting shot. It's pretty horrible. But there is already a conspiracy theory around this. There is a shooter on the grassy knoll conspiracy theory, whereas the guy, apparently, the guy that was going to run up and. You know, the guy that, you know, everyone's seeing and he got tackled and he's the suspect was shooting quite close to Imran Khan. But apparently he's a diversion for a guy who was up in a tower somewhere. Like the or in book a building. depository building. Yes, the book depository. Book depository, yeah. Mm. So I'm like, how quick does this sort of happen? Like, And did one of the security guys accidentally fire off a shot into Imran Khan's leg? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was, um, what is it, from the front to the left or whatever? Yeah, that's it. Back, back to the, to the <laughs> left. <laughs> or the right, I can't remember. Yeah, it's back into but the it... left. I was just trying to think of when it slotted in. That's what it is, back into the left. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just real interesting. I was like, oh, really? really? I've only, it's, you know, this new Twitter he was thing. so close. How did he shoot him in the shin? Like when he's getting tackled, did he shoot him or something? Yeah, well, apparently this guy saved him on Khan's life that tackled the guy. Yeah, okay. Like he saw him pull the gun out and. But it went off as he tackled him. Thank goodness he had um, Gordon Tallis in his security detail. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the names you can pull out. (laughs) Few hit ups that fucking fix whatever then. Gordon Tallis. I think that'll do it. George Gregan was there just to pick up the bullet once it fell out of the bottom of his shit and flick it (laughs) on. We wish um, Amy a. What do we wish him? Speedy recovery. That'll, that's that'll, it. Yeah. Well, I wish best. him all the best. Yeah. Yeah. We wish him good luck in getting onto the um, City of Whittlesea Council. Well um, <laughs> all right. So next up, we've got an Around the Grounds with Alex. So what have you got for us, mate? Well, this is going to be good. So I've been requested, cool. I've been requested to do a um, Dalton Park or North Dalton Park, as it's sort of known. Like, you know, there's not really any certain known what, name. Why do we need to know about this place? Uh, New South Wales played a Shield game recently okay. there and have played some in the past, and I got requested to do this segment. So I looked up. Now, I'll put it out here to the caucus, which is only two people because ball pulled out tonight. <laughs> so the Wollongong City Council... Info website had fuck all on this ground, nothing. It's just it existed, right? And apparently, it's also in Illawarra. So, is I thought Illawarra was a town. No, it's a region. Wollongong's in the Illawarra region. Look, I don't know. Like, this seems is it an anomaly within Australia that people just talk about Illawarra because it's the Illawarra Sharks, right? Uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons. Yeah, so it's Cronulla Sharks. That's a shire too. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's, so <laughs> no, it's a suburb. Sorry, it's in Sutherland Shire. Now, Illawarra is one of those names like Ballerine. 
a no, morning. No, it's not really a place. No, it's not a it's place. Sort of it's a thing. region. Yeah, it's, yeah, a it's just what's colloquially known as. Because I was yes. like, it's just like the Illawarra, you got to type in illawarra.com.au, you got to type yeah. in bullagog.com.au, Dalton yeah. Park. So it's so difficult. There's the anyway. newspaper called the Illawarra Mercury, too, yeah. just to confuse you. And the Illawarra Hawks played in the um, NBL and they're based in Wollongong. Shit. Did CJ Bruton play for him? Should have. No, no. Well, he probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Dalton was much more helpful than the Wollongong City Council Info website. So. Do you have any good Google reviews? No, I didn't actually look that up. There was so much information on this ground that I couldn't okay. even get to. Like over two weeks of research, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't possibly look up um, yeah. some Google reviews. Two weeks in fucking quotation. <laughs> North Dalton Park Re- Regional Sports Centre Incorporated. It's a non-profit, non-for-profit organisation being administered by the management board, although the establishment of a trust agreement in 1993. So it's quite old. I wish them all the best. <laughs> Um, the NDP management board is made up of members from Wollongong City Council, Wollongong Australian Football Club, AFL South Coast, Cricket New South Wales, which is probably why New South Wales Shield Game was hosted there, and Cricket Illawarra. The NDP board's vision is to, and this is obviously written a long time ago, uh, to develop a regional sporting facility focused particularly on Australian football and cricket capable of staging major sporting and community events, including state, national, and international standards. The venue offers not exclusive, but including function room, canteen slash kitchen, PA system, and umpire change room, would you believe? Wow, wait. Yeah, fucking knock me down. That's like pretty high-class sort of stuff. I think that makes your first-class venue if you've got umpire change room. Yeah. You don't yeah. just make them change in their car, front car seat with their <laughs> common VL Commodore at the car. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a bit of a puff piece about it, uh, about the Dalton Park. Are you into sports, Ross? Yeah, this is good. I, I've been on their website too, and it looks like the website was made in about 1998. <laughs> it hasn't been updated since. It's so accurate, but it's just... Old school. Yep. Uh, okay, Mick, are you into sports? Oh, of course I am. Yeah, well, Dalton Park is one of New South Wales' largest regional sporting facilities, which I find hilarious. Mm-hmm. One of New South Wales' largest regional sporting yeah. facilities. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's probably not one of their largest. I reckon there's a lot more that are way bigger than this venue. I reckon they are, like, below 20. It's located close to Wollongong's central business district, which I guess it would include a fish and chip shop and maybe like an H&R Block tax accountancy. <laughs> I've been to Wollongong. It's a nice town. Oh, I'm sure. But does it have a CBD? Yeah. Every town has a CBD. Oh, just central. Just call it central. Oh, Centre yeah, of town. Wollongong oh, just, Centro. No, Wollongong Centre of town. Yes. Not. <laughs> Near the centre of Wollongong. Yeah. <laughs> It's also handy to a variety of accommodation and transport options. The ground is a 14-minute walk away from Ferry Meadow train station and a 23-minute walk from Tauradjuri station. So Mm. that's pretty central, Mm. I reckon. 23-minute walk. I don't think that's very close at all. But anyway, I love how it's actually in the... In, in the Illawarra region, in the city of Wollongong, it's in the suburb of Fairy Meadow. That's quite yeah. fun. Yeah. 
There's just oh, there's too many suburbs in the Illawarra region. I think it's uh-huh. ridiculous. Just call everything Wollongong and we'll move on. Yeah, like reservoir. There's no reservoir east. There's no reservoir. No, north. It's, it's just one 150 one square kilometers within <laughs> Melbourne is reservoir. Everything north of Rodfern. <laughs> <laughs> so North Dalton Park is the main field within Thomas Dalton Park Regional Sports Centre. Um, the were ground features. Those two were they? Yes. Thomas and North. They Absolutely, were... yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh well, he's, it was a nickname. His actual name is Northern. <laughs> Call him North for North sure. For sure, yeah. 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 Classic. Yeah. yeah. The ground Those features the grandstand with seating for four hundred and thirty fans in plastic oh, bucket chairs. <laughs> uh, it was actually they say plastic bucket chairs. Yeah. Can I just interrupt there yes. to say now this is the sort of seating capacity the wacker should be looking into. <laughs> A hundred mil, yeah, absolutely. Four hundred and thirty chairs. People are coming to a shoe game. There's, they can have two each, <laughs> three each. One for the paper <laughs> that they rest there. They pick up when you know there's drinks. I pick up the paper, have a read, put the paper down, do the crossword, read Fred Bassett, you know that sort of thing. Don't even raise a smile. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, um, all right, 430 fans in, in plastic bucket sheets. Grass Hill surrounds the remainder of the playing field. A total capacity of 5,500. Would you believe they have lights? There is no roof over the stadium, which is very surprising to me. Open air, 430. Yes. That's not a stand, that's just raised seating. Oh, no, no, no. The whole ground is unroofed. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know why. Less, less surprising. Yeah. Yeah, it got redeveloped in 2007, by the way, with this small stand of 430 people. Yeah. Um, they have an LED screen which got um, installed in 2016. Um, it's also hosted domestic cricket, including Shield, which we talked about, WBBL, BBL trial game, domestic one day cup game was scheduled in 2007. This is how old this article is. Uh, however, it got rained out without a ball being bold, which I just fucking oh. love. Like, let's go regional <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it just fucking pisses that, down. That happens so often. I seem to recall that happening in Ballarat one day for a Vicks game. Yeah. What? Rain in Ballarat? Okay. I know. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, here we go. Here's a small quiz halfway through. So the ground hosted a full Ranger Cup 2010. How much were the tickets for adults and then for concession and then for kids or for family? So you've got oh, I think if you brought five, your... Five, three, um, one, fifteen. Absolutely incorrect. All of them. I think if you brought money. your, um, your um, uh, loop card from the Wollongong <laughs> bus system... Like Sam Curry. Curry. Yeah, he yeah would, like yeah. Sam Curry. But if you didn't walk the 23 minutes from that train station, yeah. it would cost you, I reckon... Eight dollars for an adult, two dollars for a child. Fifteen for adults, ten for concession. It should be half a concession or slightly under half. Okay. How much is a concession, sorry? Ten. Five for kids, thirty-five for a family. That's a lot for a Ford Ranger <laughs> Cup. Yeah, it goes all day. It's length duration you get your money's worth, but quality no. <laughs> Like, pretty crazy sort of stuff to me. Anyway. I wonder how much a, a game, like, because St. George Illawarra that we're talking about have a, a stadium at um, Wollongong where they play half their games or something like that or maybe a third of their games. I wonder how much a ticket to that is yeah, for know. comparison. 
It makes mm. me wonder how much we paid back in the day to go watch the Vicks at the QEO against yeah. Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> Your old man doing his fucking doing his head taking, taking, <laughs> taking the kids to watch fucking Ian Rigglesworth mm. have a bowl. I've had to drive <laughs> fucking three and a half hours to get here and it cost me 20 clams for my yeah. kid. Back in, back in 1997 or whatever it was, it was a lot of money. So cost of living yeah, cost. Yeah, whenever Canberra played, where was that? Yeah. Look, um, so I'll finish up saying it's a fairly uneventful cricket ground. Like, there's not much going on. Very small stadium, been redeveloped. It's obviously first-class standard. Well, you know, we put that in inverted commas because, you know. What is first-class standard? They just make it up and Mm. just play play first-class games wherever they like. If you look at first-class standard and you go to English outgrounds, then you'd be like, well, no, it's not. So. Um, it, it it's good. It's fine. I wish them all the best in their future first class endeavours. You think they would get a bit of cricket there because New South Wales never seem to play on the SCG. They're always playing at Dremoyne or some other yeah. postage stamp in the Sydney CBD. So this gives them another option. North um, but yeah, they did. Uh, it's funny they played the Shield game there at Wollongong and then they hightailed it up. Uh, on the week gone, and then they on Saturday they're up at North Sydney Oval, so they didn't want to play the one day at Wollongong. Can't have, I guess can't give yeah. them too much cricket, mate. Yeah, can't, that's can't true. overpower their senses with too much cricket. They have been usurped though, as um, the secondary venue for the Sydney Sixers. They've never had any T Twenty there, and they play their their um, extra ground is up at Coffs Harbour, uh-huh. and I think they've got a few more seats there. That might be the deal breaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Look, I, I didn't realise Wollongong was so close to Sydney. You know, what is it, forty-five hour or whatever it is yeah, down yeah. the road? Yeah. Yeah, I had like no idea long. where it was to be honest before I looked up this. Yeah, it, it, they're all bogans I mean, down there too. It's a, I think it's a good location for yeah, an outgroundy in inverted yeah. commas sort of first class. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think they should play more cricket there. It looks fine. Sam Curran could get there. It's good. Oh, yeah, he'd get the regional bus down. Yeah, get off at Fairy Meadow with his loot card and walk up with his yeah, 23 bag. minutes later. <laughs> Lower back injury from carrying his backpack style. Oh, he's probably got five kit bags, so he'd uh, have to come with his folks probably. Yeah, one of those airport trolleys. Yeah. On the yeah. Oh, good on him. Yeah, I, I wish him all the best. Um, I wish everyone all the best. I wish Fairy Meadows all the best. So. Yeah. There is one person I do not wish all the best to. Yep. That was whoever asked for that around the ground. <laughs> I think it was David Bullock, actually. David, fuck I you. I think it was David You did that and then didn't even rock up and listen to it, you fucking pain in the ass. It's it's funny because it was me. <laughs> oh, was it you, Ross? <laughs> well, sorry, David. Fuck you, Ross. How about that? Ah, oh, fuck David. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So we're going to move from talking about... Um, Cricket in terrible places, the T20 World Cup, which is just terrible cricket in other places. Um, so we've got Good segue, yeah. So the T20 <laughs> World the Cup best. is wrapping up as we speak, um, and we're about to hit the finals. Uh, the final game of the tournament, um, portion of it is underway at the moment with India taking on Zimbabwe, which is not going very well for uh, Zimbabwe, unfortunately, from all accounts. Um, so we're just going to talk a, bit, a little bit about the cup in general. We're just going to touch on some of the kind of upsets and things that happen. Then we'll talk about who's going through the semis and what we think's going on. Um, so um, 
probably the highlight of the of the World Cup for myself was when Ireland defeated England under Duckworth Lewis. That was fantastic. Oh fuck, that um, was good. Barbie <laughs> also knocked off Pakistan. Just Pakistan doing Pakistan things. Uh, South Africa defeated India, which is pretty good. And then today, the Netherlands went well. Fuck you, South Africa, and defeated them and knock them out of the tournament. So South, now, South I watched Africa a bit of that. Gone, I, I watched the first six overs of South Africa's batting innings there, the power play, and they were two for 39 off the power play. So they needed just on eight and over. It was very strange. Um, Quinton de Kock was swinging at everything and got an edge through one. Bavuma was bowled around his legs by a fast bowler. It was very strange that they, it was just eight and over, which is pretty, you know, standard stuff for T20 cricket. And that powerful batting lineup, well, I don't know how they managed to stuff read, it up, to be honest. Yeah, I read an article or comment from someone the other day. I can't remember who it was now. And the, basically, Bavuma's got a bit of Finchy about him that if he wasn't skipper, they don't reckon he should be in the side. Mm-hmm. Ah. So that was interesting, I thought. So, um, but yeah, so speaking, obviously, the Australians have also um, missed out. They required Sri Lanka to help them out beating England, which was always yeah. tough going. Um, yeah, ICC rigged it against us, I think. Yeah. Um, so they made some interesting decisions um, in the final game. So Finchie, unfortunately, was injured. So Cam Green came in for him. They dropped Mitchell Stark and brought in Cold Droop Kane Richardson because he was seen as a better death bowler was the information we were given by Daniel Vittori, which who was an Australian assistant coach. And they also lost who else did they lose? Tim David. Tim David to injury. And he was replaced by I can't remember. Uh, Steve Smith. Steve yep. Smith. Should not <laughs> be anywhere near a fucking T twenty side. He is T twenty kryptonite and should not be playing I'm not saying he's no good player. That's not what I'm saying. He's a very I'm good one-day fucking fucking T20 player and should not be anywhere near our national setup. I don't care how much he mopes. I don't care how much he sulks and how much he fucking carries on about it. <laughs> he should not be playing. That type of a spot, that extra reserve batsman to see, oh, fucking whatever, that's where your Ben McDermott's and the guy should be. That should not yeah. be Steve Smith. Steve Smith should not be there. Because Steve Smith, Tim David, that's not like for like. Like, no, it's not. You're right. I agree with you. Um, it's not boundary hitter for boundary hitter. It's like accumulator and maybe go at eight and over guy, which is Steve Smith, and then maybe go at 12 and over guy, which is Tim David. Yeah. Like Steve Smith is your like Michael Bevan accumulating runs ODI player. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't have any problems with him being in the ODI team. Oh, yeah, number three. He should, three not, be, he should not be in the T20 team. He doesn't, despite what anyone and people come back and try to say rah rah about him, he doesn't have that foot on the gas and just take off. He doesn't have that at the start of his innings and he can help and he helps dig holes for Australia when he plays. And he did that to a little bit in this game as well against Afghanistan. He should, but he should not have been there. It's not his fault that he's getting picked, but he should not be getting picked. No, I agree with that. And he's a really good one day player. Mm, um, yeah, so that's fine. Uh, the interesting things I thought were it didn't really finish out the game strong against Ireland in the bowling. Back, no, uh, we fucked it. No, and they let the not let them, but they sort of they got a, got a, quite a few extra runs. The uh, Irish team, and then uh, Dave Warner's dismissal against Afghanistan was a good one. <sighs> he's twenty five off eighteen. Surely he's going fast enough. And then he tried to do a cover drive batting right handed. 
And the thing that blew my fucking I don't think he hit mind, it. So I, I I'm watching it, and I think I want to say Watto is on the commentary. Maybe yeah. Michael Clark, one of those two blokes on the commentary. And they go, oh, look at him set up as right-handed. Look at him. Oh, he looks like he could be right-handed. He looked, yeah, if he's batting 11, maybe he looks like he'd be fucking right-handed. That shot was fucking horrible, mate. Oh, I've, seen, man. I've seen better shots played the fucking F-grade ECA games I play in. That was fucking horrible. Just stand there and whack it, you stupid little prick. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was 25 off 18. What was the need? Exactly, that. exactly what you're but saying. But he had one of those tournaments. Like, remember the one the yeah. other time where he like got down on one knee and tried to slog sweep it, and somehow pulled it around onto his leg, onto his stump. <laughs> like yeah. he's had a that's his highest score for the tournament too, isn't it? I think he's, that's the first time he's got out of fucking single figures. Uh, well, he was the highest run score at the last tournament. Yeah. So. yeah, it was fair enough that Australia stuck with the team that got them success at the last tournament because we're only here twelve months later. Yeah, no, I got over yeah, like, with it, minimal like, changes. But I'm not think, saying he dropped Dave Warner, but fucking he had a stinker. But like, I think it's interesting. Warner. Why didn't they drop Pat Cummins instead of Stark? Because he's had a pretty ordinary yeah, tournament. Yeah. And gee, Coldrip did well, go twelve and over. Yeah, I think it's a really big clean out required of this team. Like, so there's not another T20 World Cup for two years, so they've got time on their side. But I'd be thinking two years time, the next T20 World Cup, I'd see. Tim, David, and Zampa in the team. That's about it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Bison folks. will join us. But, yeah, you're right. But yeah, maybe Bison. Bison, yeah, I'd see Bison. But they're like 30. Stoinis is 29. Bison's like 32 or something. Stoinis is 32. Bison's 31. The 20 has been proven to be in the old man's game, but, like, because you don't, yeah, yeah, true. like, hitting sixes and hitting with the power Bison has – that's not yeah. going to go away that much in 12 months. No. I'd, yeah, I'd but twice, like twice 12 months ago, we were like, how the fuck did he get into our side in the last World Cup, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what's like, he's a, he's, he had that good T20 series in the West Indies, so that's where he got he locked himself in at three. Yeah. Remember, we had the I think we've had three or five games in the West Indies, then we had three or five games in Bangladesh and were horrible. Yes. Right, so we had all these second stringers also blokes there, and then we sort of went for the basically the test team with a few different batsmen, <laughs> yeah. right? And we won the thing, right? Yeah, we won yeah. the comp 12 months ago, so we stuck with that. Fair enough. Yeah, now I'm wondering well, we've got two years to find blokes, but we knew that the second stringers were horrible and couldn't win a game, yeah. And now this team has got sort of I don't know, just a bit stale or hasn't hit the right notes, and some of them are going to retire anyway. So it's like, where do we go from here? We've got to find a whole new 11 almost. But I agree, Bison at three, um, David at five, and uh, Zampa as your Cam Grant will still spinner. be in the mix as well. Uh, Cam Grant, Cam Grant too. So there's, there's four, I suppose. You can build a team around that. But still, I don't know. Interesting. Stark's 32. So will he play the next one? I don't know. According to you, mate, he's complaining fucking uh, February. Yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> I, yes, ever the contrarian as myself is, and we throw the baby out with the bathwater. We had a shocker against New Zealand and some washouts and shit. We missed out. Like, there's three teams on the same points, and we just got fucking belted by a Alex, 21 did, year old. Yeah. We're Australian. This is what we have to do, mate. Oh, is, is <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> I take it all back. Analyze <laughs> the death you? out of it and cull the dead wood. <laughs> cull it. Who did we beat? Did we beat Sri Lanka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and if you like your Afghanistan so island, yeah, yeah. and wash out against England. Yeah, yeah. so that's it. Yeah. Oh, and and, and in it, all the in the T Twenty warm up games against England, we lost yeah, all of lost them. them. No, yeah. we, there was a washout. I think. Oh I think yeah, no, think, cool. yeah. If, and then if we were in we... that qualifying <laughs> tournament against like Namibia and all that, we yeah, might not yeah. got through. We might not have got through. <laughs> because we beat the West Indies, but then they didn't even qualify. Kick uh, pumping ourselves up. Oh, I haven't beat the West Indies 2 0. Yeah, and how good is Tim David, the next superstar? Yeah, Wonder kind. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, fucking we... barely a bloody fart. Face the ball. Fart this tournament. <laughs> Fuck, I hit one boundary, that's it. <laughs> Fucking hell. He was shit. He was shit. He's yeah, young, yeah. but he was shit. Yeah, yeah, he was shit. Um, the other thing I was wondering about was uh, how did Afghanistan get so close at the end? I didn't see it right through to the end. But yeah, well, I Australia... stopped watching too, so I can't answer oh, that. I stopped watching. I, was like, Rashid I think Rashid Khan got some runs, didn't yeah, he? 48 off 23. This gone bananas. Hey, good on him. Yeah. So, um, with Australia being eliminated from contention to go through to the semi-finals, brackets shit. Yep. The run of the host nation not winning the T Twenty World Cup. So, T Twenty World Cup has not been won by a host nation in its illustrious. What's it now? Oh. Like five years old. Um, oh, it's way longer than that. Isn't it? I know. Two thousand seven. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Straight over my head, Nick. That joke. <laughs> But, yeah, so no host nation's ever won the T20 World Cup. And and that's why we did what we did in that final game, to make sure we uphold that tradition. So, yep, absolutely. Good on us. Yeah. Well, we're the true winners of the tournament for doing that, I think. Yeah. So group stages. So New Zealand and England go through from group one. Australia was on the same points as them, but unfortunately missed out due to net run rate. Um, group two, uh, Pakistan and India go through. Um India will finish on top unless Zimbabwe pulls something out, which doesn't seem like they're going to today. Um, so at so this point... I've got your semi-finals for you, Mick. So Wednesday yeah. night, New Zealand versus Pakistan in yep. Sydney. And then Thursday night, it'll be India versus England in Adelaide. So that'll be quite loud, yeah. I believe. That's Very loud. Yeah. And then the final on Sunday, this time... Uh, you know, seven days from now, right at this time, in fact, <laughs> the final will be at the MCG. So I'll see you both there. Yeah, I'll be there once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> we could possibly have a Pakistan India final. Wow, fuck. You Imagine. Could have, we could have a New Zealand England final, too. Yeah. We could also so, have a New Zealand India final or a Pakistan England final. We could. We could. Uh, the the combinations are, are endless or not quite endless. No, not quite, well, there's three of them. The only thing that we do know is that Australia are not going to make the no. final. Okay. okay. Um, Unfortunately, we can't, we can't get an Australia Zimbabwe final. That's that's, <laughs> that's for certain. That is impossible. Now, the only other disappointment here is that we don't get to see South Africa choke in a semi final because they uh, choked today. Yeah. They, the choked, they choked in their effectively elimination final instead. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, it, it wasn't even seen as a quarter final, but it turned out to be because they lost it. <laughs> And how the fuck did Pakistan make it through after being like the bottom of their group after about two rounds, I reckon, and then just yeah. somehow everything just falls into place? Uh, yeah, I think Pakistan might have been one of the very few teams that didn't have a washout. Uh, 
a little bit. I'm just but, looking but here. But I, I did notice. So yes, they didn't have a washout. They they won. They played five. They won three and got six points. So no washout points. Yeah. So Australia really had seven them. points. So if they actually had been in that group, they would have got through. So they just had to be in the strong mm, group. Group of death. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, a group. We and what group did hurt South Africa was that they were murdering Zimbabwe down in Hobart early on in the tournament. Yeah. And they just didn't get enough over. They're only chasing like 80 or something. Yeah. And they were none for 50 or five overs, and then the rain came. Yeah. yeah. Suck shit, dickheads. <laughs> I think Zimbabwe said that while they were shaking their heads. Yeah. Wrap your tail around that fat, you fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which brings back nice reminiscence of how the rain foiled South Africa in the 92 World Cup, where they had Can to you go. Got memories of that, Jesus. Yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. My heart, Roscoe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what did they need? 14 off one ball or something. They came back <laughs> for one ball. Vivid memories as a uh, nine-year-old. Yeah, is the South Africa. Famous. It is famous. Oh, I don't think okay. I really once, once in a lifetime have a World Cup. Once in a lifetime, a rain delay. Yeah. <laughs> People are still talking about it. 25 years later. 30 years later. Uh, once in a lifetime rain delay. Yep. Stooged. <laughs> anyway, lots of teams had washouts, but Afghanistan had two of them. So there you go. They could have got three. That's the only points they got. <laughs> they needed more. So what you're telling me is they needed more washouts to get They up. needed they more Shazad and, oh, yeah. and less Golbatin. That's what they Golbatin, fucking needed. Yeah, that Golbatin bloke is batting way too high. He was oh. in like six or something. He actually did all right against Australia. It normally is oh, useless. Yeah. <laughs> For, former captain of the side, mind you, but oh yeah, no, no good. It's not captain for a reason. You don't have to pick him anymore. Anyway, at least he didn't bat at eight and not bowl. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that tends, that tends to be what happens in local cricket with a bit of captaincy. I think. <laughs> um, alrighty, so. That's enough of that because there's not really much more we can talk about with that. So no, pick the eyes out of the entire World Cup. Yep. Over to county know, cricket, let's go. More, <laughs> if you want to know more about the World Cup, I heard that there there is some more information about it on the internet. So go and <laughs> go and do a bit of research and find out what's going on. All right, I, I might do that. Uh, you know what I did enjoy today talking about the World Cup was they had all the Group Two games were on today. It's triple header. And that's yeah. been really good because it made the two game the early game once South Africa had lost it turned the Zimbabwe sorry it turned the Bangladesh Pakistan game into like a quarter final. Yeah, yeah so it was good. Mm. Nice. Yeah. While we are talking about the World Cup actually before we move on, and um, I said this in our group chat, and I'll say it again here to the to the masses that listen to our podcast. Yeah. Fuck All me, I miss when everyone had the same fucking uniform in different colours. That's yeah. what it used to make it a World Cup to me, and I fucking yes. miss that because yeah. there are some horrendous fucking kids getting around, <laughs> and it's like at least be horrendous all together. Like don't just have one horrendous one; everyone be horrendous yes. your color together. It brings the world together. That's yeah. what a World Cup's about, you know. There's no reason, Mick. Well, when Australia hosts the two 2028 World <laughs> 2020 Cup uh, with New Zealand, like we did so in soon. Yeah, so, in my so, lifetime, yeah. probably, probably we'll still be uh, going. When we... Yes, I know. Well, we, we all hope that it will, but you never know. Um, <laughs> Thanks. That they could revive the 1992 uniform. That's it. Yeah, 100%. That's the hope. Bring them back. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all over that. Bring them back. 
I don't want the 1992 comeback. That's ODIs. Yeah, but we're not having an ODI World Cup ever I want again. A, I want a new T20i that's just as good, if not better. Maybe like modern, uh, like a whirlpool thing on the shoulders instead of just like the, you know, just like... the, you know the kit I've liked the most, Zimbabwe with their bright pink pants and yellow tops. That's been good. And they're and they're the... nicknamed the Chevrons. Are they? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, which is like like it's just a V, isn't it? That's what a Chevron. Yes, that's is. a Chevron. Is yeah, they, yeah. Um, V for victory. It's interesting. Not many of the cricket teams have nicknames, do they? You've got Proteas. Yeah. And then Bangladesh are the Tigers. But, um, yeah, there's India, Pakistan, Australia. It's just a national team, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I blame England, English yeah. fucking pompousness. Mick, if you're sort of a bit over having World Cups in October, November every year, <laughs> I've got bad news for you, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> this time next year, there's the one-day World Cup in India. Then this time in two years' time, there's the T20 World Cup in USA and West Indies. Then this time in three years' time, there's the Champions Trophy is being revived from the dead like Lazarus in Pakistan. Sign me up. And then the year after that... Sign me up. The year after that, there's another World T20 World Cup in India and Sri Lanka. Then 12 months after that, there's the one-day World Cup again in South Africa, Zimbabwe and Namibia. And on it goes... Every October, November through to 2031. My issue with that is, is that enough tournaments? Like, <laughs> can we get more in there? Can we get, yes. like, can we get like some yes. kind of bilingual international something or other trophy in there as well? Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure there's like an Asia Cup thing going on because oh, I had that just to yeah, lead up but to... That's not a, that's an ICC run event. That's an ACI, Asia oh, Cricket Council. Okay. Is that got Asia Cricket Council? Yeah, does that actually exist? Yeah, what the hell? Asia Cup. Yeah. I'd say they should come down like a ton of bricks on that fucking ramshackle. Not the um, Pakistani, or no, the, sorry, the what was it called? The the not the IPL, the other one back in the day. ICL. ICL. They should come down on a ton of bricks on that organisation. Gobble now, them up. The um, other interesting point that's come up now because this World Cup is so good in terms of, um, you know, the, the Super 12 stage, the two groups of six, what made it good was five games each and then a good team, or at least one, if not two, will miss out because it just goes straight to semifinals. Yep. And so there's both groups could be called a group of death. Every game had meaning. You lose one game, you really put yourself behind the eight ball to try and um, make the semifinals. So there's a lot of jeopardy. Every game had a consequence. Um, what perhaps is lacking in the World Cup of one-day cricket is exactly that. Yes. <laughs> because I think it's down again for a 10-team round-robin group stage That's top bullshit. four semi-finals. Yes. Just fucking... Copy this format. Yeah. Why not copy this? Or just go 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Let fucking, like... Yeah, have, it's about um, TV money. Have four yes. fours and let let some more let more of the associates in. Like let them play. Yeah. Like how good were some of those like Scottish and Namibia and all that games? Like let, let yeah. them fucking play. Especially at the start, we were star for cricket yeah. in Australia at least. Especially yeah. at the start, I watched a lot of those games. Yeah, same. And yeah. I was like, oh, how good is this? You know, Sri Lanka are yeah. going to lose, or West Indies might lose. Yeah. Or, and then you, you know. get some Scottish bloke who gets out, Dave Warner. And then can go on the fucking sports night scene, dining out on that story for yeah. like 20 years. Yeah. I played three BBL games when Ben Dunk was injured yeah. like because I scored a 50 in the T20 World Cup in Australia. 
I think the the format that does get bagged a little bit um, because it's like oh these teams like say Scotland you've already qualified but now we're going to make you play a double qualifying week. But when you see test teams in there like Sri Lanka and West Indies, it's like no, this is good. They're actually. I suppose that's a fair point as well. I still think the FIFA FIFA format's the best. Yes, I actually think because cricket's smaller. And yes, you think what, if you grow the game, the four groups of four, yes, would definitely be ideal. But perhaps a bit of a compromise. I would think that for T20 cricket because more upsets can happen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so maybe this format of the Super 12s and then the pre-qualifying week is better suited to a 50 over. Yeah, well, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'd like to see at the least just go this format works and copy it into the one day. Yeah, we we all, we can all agree the one day format for the World Cup shit. Yes, it always has been. I don't think they've ever got it right. Oh, the the ninety nine one with the Super Sixes was good. Yeah, that's probably the best it's been. Yeah, but, but I, I think still think this for... format is yeah. is the best. Yes, it's a bit rough on say Scotland saying you qualify, but then we'll make you sort of qualify yeah. again. But as as um South Coast correspondent Tip Madsley said, they don't deserve nine games. Yeah. Which is a fair point. If you're just yeah. coming in as the lowest ranked team, nine is ridiculous. Maybe something like four or five is about right. So then, like a country like um, Ireland and uh, Netherlands, they've played eight because they got the three in the first yeah. week and then five now. And that, that's good. Hopefully, they'll get better from doing that. All righty. Sounds good. So, Roscoe, mm. while we've got you going along, you want yes. to talk some domestic cricket as well, mate? I do, mate. I was just uh, having to hop down the other week to um, Launceston to see the Marsh Cup game between um, Victoria and Tasmania. Had the spirit and... of Tassie out of Geelong, did you, Ross? Oh, is it going from there now? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. When I last caught it, it went from Port Melbourne. I had a yeah, Rex and fish and then jumped on. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's um, not interesting at all. Okay, batting at three, Marcus <laughs> Harris made 142. Uh, Mackenzie Harvey opening the innings. He pushed out, we believe, our man Sam Harper. So a bit of an interesting one there. Jake Fraser-McGurk, first ball duck. So good on him. And Fergus O'Neill, your man, Alex, 16 off 19 right at the death to get the Vicks up to 265 from seven. Pick yeah. of the Tassie bowlers was Bo Webster. I saw him bowling a few mediums. The oh, other the quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's tall. He looks like a good... Yeah, he's a big, he's going, big boy. Who's this strapping, strapping lad sending down some tasty mediums <laughs> and uh, with a little bit of pepper on him? And a little bit of pep? Yeah, a little bit of pep in his step. He looks like a fast bowler or medium Cracked fast pepper bowler. or just some of your fine ground white pepper? whatever's cheapest, and uh, he took two for 23, so good on him. Tazzy uh, just struggled a little bit. Uh, usual reliable Caleb Jewell at the top of the order only made eight, and Ben McDermott only nine. Jake Doran, who's in rich vein of form, he made Jesus. 104. How old is Doran? Ah, uh, young buck still, only 25 or something. Really? Yeah. Seems to be around forever. He has been around forever. They, they, um, New South Wales, he got plucked out of New South Wales at about 17. Uh-huh. Yeah, got him into Tazzy. <clears throat> He was the one who was going to, because he's a wicketkeeper. Of course, he's playing for Tassie, yep. wicketkeeper. He was the one who was going to push Phil Neville. What's his name? Peter Neville out. <laughs> because he got uh, plucked by, spotted by Tassie, uh-huh. uh, Peter yeah, Neville was able to keep to playing on for another seven for years. Another 10 years. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Much to the chagrin <laughs> of um, surf coach correspondent Tip Medley. All right, um, but unfortunately, no one could stay with him. Tim Ward, 22, Bo Webster, 23. As we all know, 20s don't win you um, 50 list, 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 Oh, list, list daisies. Uh, yeah. um, you know, daisies. 
I noticed on the T20 World Cup on the scorecard today, they had Bavuma come up and they said number of 50s he scored, which was one, and the number of 30s he scored, 10. So (laughs) international cricket is recording Stoinis times. Anyway, we move on. Tom Rogers gave it a shake. Isn't he he a front man for UMI or something? He made 28 or 30. Tim Rogers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's his brother, Tom. Equally as painful, I imagine. Oh, yes, really up his his own date dickhead, I believe. Anyway, 248. Still wears flares. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's lost, lost his Dead time. of flares. Yeah, just a, just a real pain in the bum. Go to anyway, yep. Guess who was pick of the Vicks bowlers? Bolo. Bolo. Bolo, yeah. Drive yes. through Bolo. Three for 38 <laughs> off 10. Uh, one no ball. Mm, zero tolerance for that, my friend. That ball, also, that he's one no ball in the car park at T. Yeah. Run up practice, please. In your spikes. Yeah. In on his gravel. Spikes, on the gravel, yeah. Sort it out. Using the car parking bay white line as the white line of the pitch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and um, three for fifty-two for our man Jack Presswich, who you might remember back yeah, in the cheese Presswich. Yeah, back in the nineties, Mick Scott Presswich, uh, cricketer for Queensland. Yes, might remember him. Yeah, that's his son, Jack. Ah. Yeah, and he's. You guys are insane. Cricket. Yep. How do you remember that shit? Uh, What's his average? How many fucking Presswiches have there been? Yeah, it's, it's a fun hard to remember. Oh, he it's a funny day, like... but do you do anything at all in the 90s, Shield Cricket? No, nothing. You know, How uh, the Jeff... fuck do you know that? <laughs> uh, not Jeff. He's one of those blokes who scrapes his foot as he bowled. He like gets his legs sort of a little bit you cross each other. Like, back in the 90s, like Sundays were fucking yes. Mercantile Mutual. So yes, all these were. blokes, you watched them. Yeah, yeah I October. used to. Maybe I'm just like, I've never paid attention. In November, before the first test in late November. So what's that, like seven or eight Sundays there? Yeah. Yeah. North Fifty-two-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-mutual-m
Yeah, no, all your players are shit. You need to go and get other players from other states who yep. are good yep. and um, get them playing for you because all, all South Australians are shit at cricket. Yep. Nathan McSweeney. Ah, one betting. of the Nath Max. Yes, one of the Nath Max. The younger one. Return of the Nath Mac. Yeah. He's from Queensland. They got him down. I think he came down. Uh, he and um, Brendan Doggett shared the driving down <laughs> from Queensland to South Australia. But this, like a fair a drive. One. How many days it take him? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Four? When they stop in Coba? No, Doggett okay. couldn't lose track around him because he couldn't break his lease. Ah, that's right. Yeah, had to hang out there. Just one single mattress in his house. (laughs) Just the rest of the shit's been shipped down. Can't break me a lease, lads. Yeah, sorry. And uh, he barely does. He basically doesn't play for him because he's got some like um, degenerate back problem. So really good (laughs) dog. But Nathan, fucking oath, and I can attest it is far better. Pain is better than having no money. I'll give you that one. McSweeney, on the other hand, 23-year-old batsman, mate, yep. got South Australia their first Shield win in two years in the last game of the Shield season last year with his 99 not out in a run chase. Yep. And here, he's been leading the charge all season. He was elevated to number three for this game and responded with a 94. So a little bit unlucky not to get um, uh, the century there. 13 fours in his innings, Ooh, ably supported by um, 67 off 51 for Alex Carey. Travis Head, 55 off 62, opening the batting, which I think is his go. He should be opening the batting in one day Warner cricket. style, maybe. Yes, I think, well, no more Finchie. I'd be looking at Travis Head as the other opener. Oh, and... I think maybe uh, later on when Warner retires from Test cricket, probably a very similar batsman. Bit free, oh, yeah, well, at, at least in the last couple of years, Head's gone ultra-attacking. Yeah. I think um, test cricket's not his go. But anyway. Well, I don't know. This... Thomas Kelly, they seem to love him, but I think he's actually, he's a perfect 50-over cricketer, not T20, not tests. But anyway, I think he's got test test stuff in him. Tom Kelly, 53 off 34. I know. Liam Scott, 19. 330 for five, which probably at North Sydney was a little under par. But anyway, it's decent score. Um, uh, it's unfortunately because um, Ben Manetti didn't get to bat, but anyway. Oh, and um, the um, idiocy of the New South Wales lineup was exposed when um, they decided to play um, four batsmen and Dan Sams at number six. It's like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, just, I mean, he can hit a ball, but. At number six. Six is seven or eight, or seven at best. Yeah, New South Wales are flying. They were two for 200 in the 30th over. So oh, double, double it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, four for, four for 400. Yes, but then it all started falling apart. They, were, <laughs> they lost Sanger and Holtz, the keeper, and then Dan Sands, would you believe? But they're still they're being carried by Dan Hughes, who was opened and was on 139 of 127 when Dwarshus smacked a straight drive back at McSweeney, who got a finger on it, deflected onto the stumps, oh. and was out. Yep which was in the 48th over. And they at the time, they were 316, needing just 15 runs to win. And then Nathan Lyon came in, didn't get near a Wes Agar um, full toss and was out for first ball duck and it was all over. Yes, so... They um, took it deep anyway. Yeah, well, that's right. And what, what cost them the game? Team selection. Yep. All righty. I don't know how you could think that four batsmen, including... And then the keeper at five, followed by Dan Sams at six, Hayden Kerr at seven, Sean Abbott at eight. Who's going to win your game? 
Anyway, there you go. That's New South Wales cricket for you. Suck a fat one, dickhead. <laughs> Best of the um, South Australian bowlers, three for 67 for our man Henry Thornton. And uh, Mandetti got two for 52, so good on him. And Nate McSweeney, two for 51 and a run out and 94. Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah, man of the match. Not according to quick info, though. No, Lloyd Pope somehow got man of the match. <laughs> All right, last one. I'll keep this one brief because I know you like the long and drawn out um, reading of a scorecard. Finish off with some fixturing stuff once, you know, once you're done. Yeah. Josh Philippay made 73. Hilton Cartwright, 41. All out WA of 47.2 overs for 236. Cardinals in not batting their overs. Mick Nessa, 9.2 overs, 5 for 28. So 5 for. 5 So 237 or 50 overs was the target for Queensland. They fell in a massive fucking hole straight away. They were 3 for 14 off 7 overs with um, Heaslet out for 3, Kawadri out for 4, and Manus out for 5. Uh, then the rescue mission started and Matt Renshaw got 104 and he was supported by some lower order runs from uh, James Basley and our man, my man, sorry, Grinda Sandu. But unfortunately, in the 49th, in the third last ball, Matt Renshaw was run out and then the Talents couldn't do jack shit and they fell five runs short, all out 231 in the last over. He was the last man out. In fact, uh, Matt Renshaw, there you go, some talking shit. Matt Kelly, three for 34. Our man Berendorf, three for 41. There you go. Man of the match was Matt Renshaw in the losing effort. So well done him. He gets to Lord over his teammates and saying, I was good. What the hell were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did my bit. That, that's the dream, mate. That's a cricket dream. Yeah. So uh, Marsh Cup is um, well rollicking right into the mid-fixture region now. WA on top with four wins from their four games. And South Australia, would you believe? With a horrendous negative net run rate, they're actually in second place with three wins yes. and one loss. You know, That's... hearing that, Ross, it's got yeah. me rollicking in my mid fixture. <laughs> I think I think a few people are just quietly. Um, Queensland and New South Wales, I say, are out of it now. Three games, three losses. That's good to hear, actually. Yeah, On full yeah. rollicking now, full yeah. fixture rollicking, hearing it's... that they're probably out of it. Yeah, the, the final structure is top two straight into the granny. Oh, yeah. so As it Vic, should be in cricket in Australia. That's right. So Vic and Tassie with um, two wins apiece are, um, are still a chance, though Vic's got a terrible net run rate. Anyway, the uh, upcoming games are um, next week, 15th, 16th, 17th. So nicely spread out for you, Alexander, on Monitor 1. Yep. Until we monitor, perfect. You've got a day game out of Queensland on the Tuesday. You've got a one start on Wednesday, the 16th. Oh. And then on Thursday the 17th, it's a 10 a.m. start in Hobart. So glorious. That should be good. And then they finish off with one day nighter on the 27th of November before having a hiatus till mid-February. So there you go. Yes, nothing better than a little bit of midweek um, Matador Cup or whatever it's called these yeah. days. Yeah. Did you want me to run through every squad now, Nick? Uh, we're good, thanks. Oh, okay, right. Very much. Okay. Well, I want to no shout out to New South Wales for having the worst fucking kit. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> got plain navy pants and a plain blue top with a navy collar. No sponsors, no nothing. Yes. Uh, they got a little logo. They got New South Wales cricket logo. No sponsor, though. No. Didn't it? It looks Why? Like, it looks like back in the day when, like, clubs got told you got to start wearing colours on Sundays. Yeah. And so yeah. I was going, oh, fuck, we better get something. Like, yes. Where can we get it from? Uh, I'm 
Lowe's, get everyone a blue T-shirt. There we go. Let's go. Yeah, it does look like that. Why are they wearing dark blue pants? Maybe they got a, a they bring up Victoria and said, "Can you just buy twice as many and get a cheaper for bulk?" Oh, or yeah, something? that's it. Yeah, can know. we? Uh, can we just borrow some? You know, we've got, got eleven blokes filling in. Can we borrow on some the, on, the, on, the, <laughs> on the stomach of that uh, sort of the stomach region of that T-shirt? It should have like marsh cup or something. Yeah, it's you know, got nothing. Could, I'm not surprised that the one day. Teams don't have sponsors because they don't get a lot of coverage anymore. No. They're not really. But they look there. like um, they look like umps in like a oh, like, yeah, like yeah. a park competition. Yeah, like dark pants and their light blue top. Like that's what they look they like. like they're yeah, umpires. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of local cricket, we'll talk to talk, we'll get better local. I haven't got to the shield yet, Mick. But you go local, and I'll do oh, shield after fucking that. Fucking Ross. Jesus. Oh, no. Maybe the full Marsh Cup, the full but set. Is it, but has there been any shoot? Oh, there's two yeah, games. Three, no, three. Three? three. Oh, Wasn't yeah, the Vicks it? played that game as Vicks, well. Vicks, yeah, yeah. Haven't uh, the well, Shield. We're going to do local cricket first, but then Ross yeah, can do the Shield. Do it quicker, right? Yeah. Quicker. All right, yeah. so local cricket, we've got uh, James Garvey of the Morley Cricket Club. Took 10 for 46 of 26 overs. Oh. So not bad going by James. Well done, buddy. Uh, next up, we've got Jared and Nathan Sims of the Bellagio Lansdale Cricket Club. Bellagio, Bellagio. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, Jared took five for forty-nine off twenty-eight overs, and then his brother Nathan took five for forty-eight off twenty-eight <laughs> overs. So they got all the old ten wickets between them. The Does brothers. anyone else play that fucking side, yeah, or like, anyone else can bowl or anything? Like, that, fuck that's, not like it. that's good old-fashioned two-day cricket. We've only got two blokes who can bowl. Yeah, a couple of hunguses in the side. Yeah, I bet you one of them's captain. Okay, <laughs> now. Uh, so then we've got Stephanie Jolly from the Donnybrook Cricket Club. She got 103 red, um, as well as taking match figures of three for one off two overs. <laughs> so well done to her. Uh, then we've got it. Judd Kelman of the Great Boulder Cricket Club. He got 230 off 109 balls, hitting 17 sixes, and then would take four for two off four overs. So he, was, fair, he was seeing them like large stones. Yeah, fair to say Judd had a day and a half. Uh, so Olivia Callahan finishes off. She's from the Gordon Women's Cricket Club. She got 84 red and took three for nine. So well done to her as well. All right, so back over to you, Roscoe, for your shield yeah. wrap. Yes, okay, shield wrap. Let's, let's make it snappy, thanks, fellas. Don't, um, you know, dilly-dally on this one. <laughs> so Vicks went down after they'd played the wonderful game in um, Launceston. They couldn't play the shield there, so they had to decamp to Hobart for some reason. Uh, anyway, uh, the Vicks uh, had a dig first, and uh, it was um, a new man, Ashley Chandra Singer, batting at three. So they thrust him into the yeah. uh, into 119 off 333 balls. His striker at 35s, excellent. That's what you want in four day cricket. Uh, ably supported That's by a lot Pierre. of cow and tons in there, by the way. Oh, yes, cow and triple. Yeah, yeah. he's got a Graham Gooch of um, cow and tons. Cow and Gooch. Uh, cow and Gooch. A 95 in a rich vein of form, I might add. He is in all yes. formats. Yes, absolutely. And um, Peter Siddle, Pierre, three for 61, was a pick of Tassie bowlers. Tassie, first teams, well, they thought whatever you can do, we can do a little bit better. Tim Ward made 91 off um, one shy of his double cow. And Jordan Silk made 154, not out. And they made 535 off 128 overs. 
Mitchell Perry, four for, got a Ginfer, four for 112. Fergus O'Neill, Ginfer, two for 128. And Cameron McClure, another Ginfer, two for 110. <laughs> Bloody hell. Is that like a world record for Ginfers in one well, innings? Bolo let him down and he got one for 95. So. How many overs at Ebol? It must have been 100 or something. 28. Bloody oh. Fergus O'Neill. Bowled Bolo got overs. carded? Bowled 28 overs, 11 no balls. Oh. Jeez, man. Take it back and shot him. Yeah. Right, second dig. Vicks were trying to do something. Uh, Travis Dean was 70 not out when the rain came. And there's a wonderful picture there of the hail that came and Brown. coated the ground. Looked like it's got snow on it. <laughs> anyway, that was the last day. It was always headed for a draw, and draw it was. Player of the match was Jordan Silk. Points. I know we're all waiting very yep. keenly to hear this. The points were Victoria 1.83, Tasmania 2.46. Oh. Match referee, please, Ross. That was David Johnson. He also right, made the, he got on the Tassie team bus and got down there. <laughs> right, New South Wales versus class South Australia. They only travel in first class match referees. That's it. Shut up. Wollongong at the North Dalton Park Gosh. North Oval. Um, it was New South Wales who batted first. It was uh, Dan Hughes ninety-one, Curtis Patterson one hundred and twenty-two, and Moises oh. Enrique made a seventeen-ball duck. <laughs> w West Agar. <laughs> Three eight nine for five for Ted. Pick of the um, bowlers was Wes Agar two for sixty nine. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, great figures. Yeah, wish him all the best. Yeah, he penned a letter to his mum and dad after that. <laughs> right. So proud of myself today. <laughs> Wes Agar diaries. <laughs> Took a two for actually don't, don't today. Everyone could suck my balls. <laughs> Full stop. I am PS. Dinner was good. Had the chicken curry. <laughs> the accommodation is adequate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is funny because then South Australia, you know, they've been searching for a long time for some good top order batsmen. Yep. Yeah. So for some reason, McSweeney didn't play in this game. Maybe he was injured. What the hell's going on? Maybe he's on? not good. Yeah. Maybe he's oh, just not McSweeney. that good. No, I don't know. McSweeney didn't play in this. Anyway, mm. there's a night watchman scenario played out, I think, because where's Argar betted at three? Uh-huh. And he made. 57 off 62 balls. So I think they've found the Dear diary. Apparently. <laughs> I can suck my balls. <laughs> Finally, my greatness has been acknowledged by the captain coach. <laughs> because maybe running up and down on the spot is really good for your batting team. Also smashed him in Call of Duty tonight. <laughs> Not 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 much nightlife in the gong. Uh, okay. Uh, Alex Carey made sixty-four. Good on him. And Brendan Doggett made forty-nine down at number ten, and that meant Saka got three hundred and eleven, which meant they're still behind, but not as bad as it could have been. So good on them. <laughs> Best of the bowlers: Nate Lyon three for sixty-nine. Chomp chomp. Flashes three for forty-four, and Liam Hatcher was on fire with three for seventy-one. Literally. Okay. <laughs> Second innings of New South Wales, they didn't go quite so good. Um, Baxter Holt, the keeper, got him out of jail with a 49. They were 193 for eight, which meant they set as South Australia second innings targets of 272. And um, for some reason, old mate um, fucking Wes didn't didn't bat at three again. Oh. I'm not sure why not. Perhaps he would have won on the game. And uh, Dear then... diary, did it better <laughs> three today? Coach can suck my balls. 
But he did get three for 43 opening the bowling. Oh, did Coach could suck my balls, but in a different manner. <laughs> so they were three for 82 off 30 overs when rain and bad light and fucking just generally being in fucking Wollongong scuppered the whole game. Or so Illawarra, if you will. Yeah, the Illawarra region. Um, match referee was uh, Steve Brute Bernard. And the points, New South Wales, 2.46. South Australia, 2.51. Player of the match, Alex, Wes Ager. Dear diary, match referees can suck my balls. Finally, my greatness has been acknowledged by David Boone and his cohorts of mates. Roddy, we move over now to... Build a tower in Minecraft tonight. Thought it was good. Hopefully breakfast tomorrow at the hotel is good. Fingers uh, crossed for hash browns. <laughs> they have eggs, sunny side up. Okay, easy over or sunny side up. Either's fine. Okay, the Queensland hopped on the long slow boat over to the WACA ground in Perth where there were 10,000 spectators packed in to see this <laughs> <laughs> And they got their money's worth, let me tell you, because first day, um, old mates Queensland rolled for 211. Only bloke to hold his head up was Usman with 56 and McNessa with 56. So well done. He's Lowe. just on fire in all formats, McNessa. He is. And then um, pick of the bowlers, Jay High Richardson, four for 40. So well done to him. And our man, Corey Rocky Chiliochi, he got two for 26. Pretty sure it's not how you say his name. I'll try again. Rocky Cioli. No, can't do it. Oh, double C C H, isn't it? Uh, what is Rock it? Rocky Kelly. Yeah, so the 211, uh, Western Australia said, uh, you only made 211. We'll counter that with 115. <laughs> so they were in all sorts of deep financial shit at three for three <laughs> in the fourth over. And even worse, six for 29 in the 16th over. But it was Aaron Hardy and Joel Paris, numbers eight and nine, who made 44 and 26 respectively, oh. got them even to 115 because they were, yeah, buggered basically. Six for 38, Mark Steckerty. Two for 32, McNessa. They only managed 45 overs. Right, Queensland batting a second time. Got off to a good start. They were none for 39. And then the wheels fell off. Usman made a duck. Jack Clayton made a duck. Jimmy Pearson made one. Gorinda Sandu made a duck, unbelievably. (laughs) Mark Steckerty made a duck. So there were four ducks and a one in there. Mitchell Swepson batting 11, he only made three. Anyway. They Maybe were bowled out for 97 in 36 overs. Oh! Yeah. Joel Paris, three for 15. Lance Morris, four for 26. Who are these people? Anyway, Lance, I remember Lance Morris. That must be his best figures. Games yeah. Well. So WA saw what they'd done in getting rolled for 94. They had a target of 194, and they thought, mm, they were three for three. Uh, no, sorry. We were three for three in the first innings. I wonder if we can do better or worse than that. And they went three for nine. So Cameron Bancroft made a duck. Sam Watton made a duck. So both openers made a duck. Mm-hmm. 
And then they were four for 24 um, when Teague Willie went out. But then Hilton Cartwright got 69. Hang on, on, hang on, hang on. Teague Willie, how much did he make? Three. No, but he makes tons. That's his job. You don't celebrate. An accountant doesn't celebrate fucking up a fucking tax return (laughs) and getting the bloke, you know, in jail for tax fraud. So he's not celebrating his three. All right? So good on him. Sam Fanning made 27, brother of Mick. But it was Aaron Hardy with 70 not out, carrying the side again. And Joel Paris was with him at the end with a well-crafted six or 33 that got him over the line. Seven for 196. Seven down they were. Mick Nessa, five for 36. So he took a ten for. Fuck. And who do you reckon got man of the match? More or less. Big Willie. No. In a game where there was no tons, yeah, it was Aaron Hardy, which is fair enough. He made... 44 and 70 not out and oh. took three wickets. So yeah, Mick Ness no, a little bit stiff with his 10 for, but... Um, but he did pretty much yeah. win in the game, so... Yeah, yeah. And then Mick Ness has got a 10 for and he... Um, he no, he didn't get a 10 well. for. Sorry. He got a 50. He got seven for and a 50. So he must have been second. He got all the twos. Alrighty. So that's that, Mick. All done. Oh, sorry. Alrighty. Points, 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 points. Yes. My apologies. Most important. Bob Stratford, big bad... Big bad Bob Stratford was um, manning the jump there for the match referee position. Um, You like this one, Alex? Western Australia, seven. Yep, flat. Yeah, flat. Flat. Flat, nothing on top. Queensland, (laughs) 1.11. Perfect. (laughs) Bob's a hard man to please, obviously. They filled out the bloody match report in triplicate perfectly, and he's sweating up. You're getting 0.11 for that. All righty. Umpires, just quickly, Mick, was Sean Craig, the Golden Child of Victorian yep. Cricket, yeah. and Simon Lightbody. Wow, we. Bowls wow. a heavy ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but boom. All righty. Uh, so that's the um, that's all of our prepared statements. But we do have a little bit of listener input rather than feedback. Ooh. But it comes from a one C Bullock, the yep. brother of our missing podcast. So at least be one Bullock contributing to the podcast this week. Yeah, um, that's our rule. As long as there's one bullet. Uh, at least, as long as there's one. So yeah. better send us a few messages, Jenny, so we can get you involved. Next. <laughs> um, so Chris has written in, I am tired of the constant doodle stroking of Justin Langer coaching by the Australian cricket supporters, loose term in brackets, on all social media platforms at the moment. This side misses Langer's hardness, he has in quotations. The cunt had the players. Now, he said that, not me. I don't think I even swore or dropped the C-bomb this episode. You've never done it ever on this podcast, man. The cunt had the players walking around barefoot before a World Cup (laughs) semi-final to capture the positive energy of the earth, which ended up in getting us fucking pumped by England real hard with no H on the hard. Oh, yeah. Um, And then he's got the... I guess I just need to vent after a dirty loss today. Go... uh, Good, well, boys. I think it meant to say go well, boys. So he does raise a good point now that there is a lot of revisionist um, history by cricket media slash people who are like just Twitter fans of the Australian cricket team that, oh, we miss Langer and we miss this and he somehow was the reason that we're doing what we're doing and all this stuff. And it's like, fuck off, you bunch of fucking clowns. He is a fuckwit. You just watch the fucking doco on Amazon. If you if you're not sure it's if Justin Langer is a fuckwit, 
there's an hour and two hours of fucking footage there, or however many hours of footage it is. Hours and hours. Hours and hours. And you hours and two that. hours. You watch that, and you watch all the Justin Langer stuff, and you'll realize he is what we like to call in the industry a fuckwit. <laughs> The industry, I love it. In, in cricket podcasting, in, in as industry. We, the industry, yeah. It's a whole yeah, industry. It's called FWs. Yeah, FWs for sure. Yeah. No, it's A grade one too. That's the best thing about yeah. it. Yeah, in the, in the explicit Cavity. cricket podcast industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, us and the summer game bloke and uh, other uh, Some other shit that no one listens to Dennis like our does, podcast. Dennis does get shot in the leg and... Yeah. Oh yeah, really? Don't get me started on that. Guy, <laughs> by the way, but um, it is. It's funny. It's like like I had a lot of mindfulness thing. Like I didn't really think about it at the time. And Chris raises a good point. Like it's a lot of mindfulness shit in Langer's like coaching style and getting everyone you know in the right mentality. I don't know if it works or not, but it is. That's not really hard, is it? That's not hard cricket. That thing, like he's you know, just being this like hard man. Yeah. And he's got this weird kind of hippie thing about it. It's like Luke Beveridge yeah. in the AFL with the oh. Bulldogs. He's very much in a similar vein. Where yeah, everyone thinks he's this hard nose, like if you see him in a pub, he's gonna glass you and fucking throw you out the window. And then the next thing everyone's like, Yeah, he just wants he just wants a positive vibe yeah. in the change rooms and right. him long I know you gotta have that stuff, but it just doesn't yeah. fit the um mentality and the whole idea that oh this bloke is um so fan fucking tastic, like it's like, yeah, and the fact that the hardness of all that makes a difference, like to these international cricketers, like I don't really think it does. Like I don't know, surely it's about getting a with, you know, without going into too deeply, but surely it's about getting your players into a right space to perform how they can do yeah. and perform at their best, I suppose, whenever they go out to play, whatever that may be. If it's walking around barefoot and I don't think all that bringing stuff. energy to your body or whether it's I fucking whipping it where they bowl one down leg. To be honest, I would think that the main thing is that they're bored because there's so long between games for no reason. Anyway, there you go. Oh. That's why they do all this bullshit stuff. They just should play more cricket. Just train more, I think. No, because they don't need to train. How many overs do you reckon Jack's colours bowled in the nets? None. Um, <laughs> well, judging towards the end of his not career. A, not, not, yeah. not Nari won. He did yeah, that's it. Um, Mike, Mike. Spent more time in the hair salon than yeah. uh, <laughs> Sorry. He's going to rock up my door and bash my face in. <laughs> I just think I just need to play. Stop all this bullshit about, you know, fucking three-day breaks between one-day games and shit. Play every day. So you reckon it's fixed during the... Killed the Australian tilt at the World T20 World Cup. No, 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 not that. That's fine. That's about TV's good. I'm talking about like like when they go on a bilateral series. Just for fuck's sake, play one day on, one day off and stuff for one day cricket. Just get over it. Or just play more tour games, you reckon? No, as opposed to going in fucking around with it. Tour games are gone. I said, well, they they go to Sri Lanka and Sri Lanka's pretty bad like this. They'll play a game on a Saturday or a Sunday, then they won't play till Thursday and then Sunday or something. Just, just fuck, there's there's an opportunity to play at least one more game in the time that they managed to fit in three. You could have played four. Okay. But I think the whole hardness of the coach fucking argument is fucking garbage because when we're at our absolute best, fucking. Buchanan was king of the fucking nerds, was the coach. He's, he's as hard as a fucking floppy bit of fucking lettuce. Like, Ned Flanders Fled, like, coming in to coach this like, side. Yeah, what yeah. was hard was the fucking playing group. Like, they yeah, were yeah. hard men on each other. Like, you're talking, like, 
guys, can you imagine? Can you imagine bowling shit with Shane Warne in your fucking cricket team? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, can can you imagine that? Like, that's what it was. It wasn't that they had a coach who was hard. They had toxic fucking players in their coach, <laughs> in their squad, bullying you into playing fucking better. That's why they were good. Now, like, I don't want to correct you here, because yeah. I hate correcting you. But it's not if you bowl bad and Shane Ward's in your team. It's if you bowl bad and Shane Ward hates you in the team. Yeah. Oh. You bowl bad no. and Shane Ward likes yeah, you, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't run anyone out, Shane Ward's all right with you. Yeah, perfect. And then you're not like... a selfish player because running people out proves how selfish. And vice versa with Steve Ward. Yeah. <laughs> you just flip the sides. Um, Ryan Campbell brought this up, the um... – Said teams who come and tour England should drop by and do play three games in the Netherlands. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, I feel like we're talking. Yeah, I um, I tipped at this that Australia wouldn't make the semi final. Didn't mention it until they were pretty much cooked and happened to mention the <laughs> podcast that he thought it was going to happen before the tournament, but kept it to himself. Thanks, Ryan. No worries. Yeah. Whereas I tipped New Zealand to win it, and yes. I didn't keep that to myself. And no. also, Glenn Phillips, of all the people we nominated to make the most runs, <laughs> no. Glenn Phillips, although he's not going to win the most runs, no, but he's, oh, he's, he's the he's, highest out of everyone. Of the four, he's the highest. And really? he's still got a shot. So yeah. he, he nearly but didn't get the most runs. So Josh <laughs> Butler's didn't. But he's, no. he could, like, we're the same then, Ross. Oh, really cool. Shut up. No, at the moment, at this point. If you're not first, time, you're all last. That's what I heard. Absolutely. This is most runs like the over 40s level. He's not 40, but he's near <laughs> enough. So, you know. But he's in there. Yeah. So, so what we're saying here, right? So, and maybe we'll see because Chris can correct us. Um, if he gets back to us. But what he might be saying here is, you know, we look at um, Buchanan and it's almost like it's not really the coach's issue about whether a team's successful or not. It might be the players that are in his side. And maybe maybe Buchanan could have been a hard-ass, but he decided to step back. Maybe that makes him a good coach and just let these absolute psychopaths in the team sort it out for themselves because there was probably seven psychopaths in that side. Yeah, including the fucking psychopath that everyone wants to coach. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like, you know, it's almost like, you know, Langer was a shit coach. It's not like, you know, he didn't do – it was sort of successful, but maybe it was the players that were there. I think, like, I think the whole – I think what's Chris – no, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but what he's saying is it's – it's, it's, you're getting these people, like, for lack of term, you know, the, the Twitter fucking universe going – Oh, the reason we're fucking losing these T20 games is we're not hard enough. It's, like, it's not fucking rugby league or fucking football where you got to be hard at the ball, you fucking clowns. It's got nothing to fucking do with it. It's a kid. skill execution sport, not a hardness. Yeah. Like, it's like saying, you know why that bloke's no good at golf? He's not hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't run through a brick wall yeah. for his caddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> like I said... When it's all said and done, and they put the plane together, Justin Lang is in the first class of the fuckwit plane. He's, <laughs> the fuckwit. He's up the fucking pointy end, telling all the other fuckwits to go back to coach because he is king fuckwit. And with that, that'll do us here at the middle oh. of the podcast. Um, Bison Frederick Howard Socks, what's coming up? Christmas. Get amongst it for Christmas. I don't think they have Remembrance Day one, so get amongst it for Christmas. <laughs> Um, so, um, that'll do us here in the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. Uh, thank you. Fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody. Glenn Phillips can still get most runs. He's sixth at the minute, 195. He's got maximum of two games to go. So is Josh Butler.
Yeah, unfortunately, the bloke ahead of him who also has two games to go is Virat Kohli. So, could be Virat Kohli. Also, did we just do a two hour podcast with three people? Yes. Or 